Herbal Essences is on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens, and dyes, and certified PETA cruelty-free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier, moisturized hair. We all know that winter can leave our hair feeling super dry. Herbal Essences' potent aloe and hemp shampoo and conditioner and argan oil and aloe hair mist work together to hydrate and moisturize hair for fantastic frizz control. Not to mention, Herbal Essence's sustainably harvest potent aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens, and it provides extra moisture for your hair. Look for the Herbal Essence's potent aloe collections green bottles at food and drugstores or mass retailers near you, or you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girls. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) Courtney and Grace, thank you for joining me today. I am very excited to have this conversation. Um, But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, We are Courtney and Grace, and we are from Stork, and we make elevated maternity essentials. So all the things you need when you're growing a baby and then postpartum when you're nursing. And I've been a Stork customer for two years now since I discovered you guys when I had Isla and then I recently had our new baby girl Mac and I'm gonna um, gear questions towards each of you and then if you want to kind of jump in together you can so how did you guys get started Courtney why don't you kick us off with that yeah so I had moved to San Francisco uh, and you know Grace and I were at the time of our lives, which wouldn't surprise anyone, um, where a lot of friends and our family were having babies. And we were talking to all these women who we admired and loved in our lives. And something that kept coming up over and over and over again um, was that there were just no stylish, practical maternity um, clothing out there. And so Grace and I started looking into a lot of the demographic data and We learned a lot of stuff about, you know, the average first time age of women and, you know, how women were in the workplace. And there seemed to be this large group of people who just weren't being addressed by the current maternity offerings. Grace at the time was doing something else and I kind of bribed her to come, please, please help me just do the first run of clothing. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And she was like, oh, maternity, are you serious? And I was like, yes, please. And so we started out and she was just going to work on it just like as a favor for a little bit and then... I sucked her in with the challenge because it actually turns out to be really hard and really fulfilling to um to do it. Grace, what were you doing before Stork? And why was it ugh, maternity? Because I literally <laughs> felt that way before I met Stork. Okay, I was like, I refuse. I would just wear these Forever 21 leggings forever yeah. if I can't find anything. I was working in wholesale sales at the time for a brand that I really love, but uh, it wasn't really my passion to be working on the sales side. I think I was just dipping my toe in as an experiment. I had been doing editorial and working as a stylist um, and a writer for fashion. So I didn't necessarily have the experience either to produce a clothing collection, <laughs> but I guess I was closer <laughs> to that world. <laughs> so 
something we've learned along the way is that producing clothing is a challenge. Producing clothing for pregnant ladies and nursing mothers even more of a challenge, I would say. I mean, maybe I'm just very deep into it, but you know, we learn along the way when you don't start out with the expertise. So to address why we're so averse to maternity that we're repulsed by it, I think that's <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because you're very much in a position where when it's not your world, you're like, gosh, nobody's talking about this thing that, you know, is brand new to me or isn't familiar to me. And then once you dive into it, you realize, oh, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about how maternity clothes kind of suck and are poor quality or, you know, not ethically made and all of those things. Yeah, getting into it, you're just like, oh, gross. And then when you finally realize there are lots of reasons for the way the market exists. I think that's been something as we've dived into this company and we've started talking to more of our customers and started talking, you know, to more women. Like when we started the company, we didn't have kids. We had a hunch. We had a business case for it. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, now we're both mothers and we talk to so many mothers and it's really interesting how we've internalized a lot of stuff and we you know grace and i talk about this a lot just as one of our hurdles in running a maternity company is convincing people to buy maternity clothes and Mm. i find that really fascinating that once we get into this phase where we're you know growing a human we suddenly are like well i couldn't you know like i shouldn't spend on myself or you know this is just temporary like i can grin and bear it for this time period you know during maternity and postpartum but like one of the things is like even though it feels like oh you could dismiss fashion or you know the products that we make is sort of trivial or frivolous like the way that you feel when you're going through this phase it can feel really dark and alone and i think when you feel like look good and you feel like yourself that's really empowering and so that's something that we've been trying to figure out like why don't we want to spend during this period how can we empower women to you know find clothes that they really love and make them feel really great uh, during this time period. I think it's really pivotal to kind of lean in more to that whole, I shouldn't be spending on myself. You know, I should be prepping for this baby. I can grin and bear it and just wear, you know, the worst things over the next nine to, to 10 months. And I want to talk a little bit more about that and how Stork is creating a community for people to not only indulge in these items, they're not inexpensive, but they are timeless. Like I have so many pairs of the leggings just because I'm scared that you guys are going to like discontinue them or change them. And I'm like, I want my short leg. I need my short leggings. And also like they make me feel good. I never really felt like I shouldn't be doing this, but I did have second thoughts when I saw some of the price tags. So what is Stork teaching you about community and how has your community kind of shown up in the way where it's like, okay, yes, we're going to buy these things. And yes, like, here's how we can wear them postpartum as well. Because I feel like Stork is really transitional. It's not just for gestational period. It's for after as well. I think what's interesting since we started the company till now is that being able to have a direct line with our customers where we're sort of always in conversation with them about what they're using products for and what's working and what they love or what they don't love and what they want to see from us. And that we've seen just in the past couple of years, how people will just put themselves out there where I've been wearing these leggings for a year or jump into a conversation where people are unsure about their size and say what size they've been wearing and that they're still like loving their skirt one year postpartum. Really awesome to hear just because 
you know, it can be a total void. You're putting your products out there. You don't know exactly how they're being received or how they're being used, but we get to interact and see that on a daily basis, what people are doing and hear, oh, my favorite is that people wear our dress usually, our leggings to the hospital mm-hmm. <laughs> and then back out again. And then mm-hmm. we just did try it or wearing the bra in a birthing pool. That's another thing that we've heard a lot. And it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, I can't have imagined being involved in somebody's birth process, you know, let alone like <laughs> being such a constant in our pregnancy. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it creates a really special relationship that we've like, I think when we it's funny, because our we've also like evolved in the beginning, we were like, Oh, Stork, it can just be like a faceless company. Like, we don't have to be part of this. Like, we don't have to be part of the discussion. Like, no one cares who we are. And then I think mm-hmm. as we evolved, what we realized is that we are with people at this really pivotal time in their life. And that's the relationship is actually really deep. I mean, I feel like Alex, you and I have never met in real life, but I feel like we're, we're close because I've seen you, you know, go through the journey two times and like our mm-hmm. products have been there. And, and I feel like a closeness to you as a customer, but I don't know if other companies have that same relationship where like when people have their baby and we see the first picture of their baby, we're like, Oh my gosh, like this customer has their baby. <laughs> like it's really, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> it's really intimate in a way. And so I think we take what our customers say really seriously, you know, and like going back to your point about price points, like we hear all the time from our people that are like, I bought this dress. I thought it was going to be, you know, the price point was a little high. And then I ended up wearing it five days a week. And I started like worrying that everyone was like, we are wearing the same dress every single day. (laughs) But it makes me feel good and it's comfortable. And so it's like, you know, one thing we think about in terms of like the cost, it's like, well, if we can make a, if we can make a garment that can like be worn every single day for 10 months, that's actually like an incredible wear, an incredible amount of wear compared to maybe that favorite pair of jeans that you have that maybe you pull out once a week or once every couple of weeks. Yeah, it really does feel close and special um, with our customers. Herbal Essences believes in plant-based beauty. Their potent aloe collections are sulfate-free and paraben-free and instead infused with real botanicals with the indulgent scents you know and love. They are on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. We all know that winter can leave our curls feeling super dry. Herbal Essences' potent aloe and mango shampoo, conditioner, and curl cream work together to hydrate for moisturized, defined, and long-lasting curls. Herbal Essences Sustainably Harvest Potent Aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens Q, and it provides extra moisture for your hair. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens, and dyes, and certified PETA cruelty-free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier, moisturized hair. Sound intriguing? Look for the Herbal Essences Potent Aloe Collections Green Bottle at food, drugstores, or mass retailers near you, or you you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more. It's funny because um, a friend of mine recently had a baby and she is a first time mom and she told me when she was pregnant, please send me all the links to all the things that I need during this pregnancy period and also postpartum. So of course I sent her Stork and she bought one of everything and is obsessed 
with everything. And she texted me last week. It's so funny. She's going to be very happy to hear that y'all are on the show. Um, and she goes, when are they bringing back that burnt orange nursing cami? It's fall already. I need my burnt orange nursing cami. So I, just, I, I share that to say, like, you guys are truly building community in in motherhood and in pregnancy. And it's extremely special to see. I don't even know how I found you guys on social, probably on my explore feed. But like you said, there is this closeness. Like, I love it. I feel a part of the Stork family for sure. So to switch gears a little bit, you guys are now mothers and business owners. So of course, we have to talk about self-care and how that plays a role in how you show up um, with your work-life balance. So Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your self-care looks like right now as Stork grows and continues to grow? Well, I have a three-month-old. I just eased myself back into, like, everyday Stork life. I stepped back for a little bit, which, you know, it's kind of a challenge when you are running your business and <laughs> you're trying to promote a lifestyle where, you know, women are fully <laughs> able to step away. But of course, you can't entirely when it's your business. So I would say that I've just been making an effort to separate these worlds as I integrate myself back into everyday work life, pumping at work. <laughs> these are interesting challenges, but <laughs> the things we do. I think I just try to take some time and, you know, make sure that I'm focused on being able to separate my time at home and time at work. It's something that we've been trying to perfect over these last few years. And I, yeah. I can't say there is any one way to do it, but we, our office is, we're very flexible about how you get your work done. So I think that's been pretty essential to my sanity <laughs> in the last few months. You know, there's time to spend with your kids and time to spend on yourself and time to spend yeah. in your office and just keeping those all very separate. Yeah. And that is challenging. That's hard. You know, self-care is so interesting now as a mother of three, because I'm like, oh, that shower was my self-care. That's all I get. And that's, <laughs> totally. you know, <laughs> yes, bare minimum, but it looks, it looks very different postpartum. And also it looks very different as a business owner. And I completely can relate to like, trying to keep everything separate and still keep your sanity through it all because it, it all kind of meshes together in the end regardless. So I'm right there with you. Courtney, how about you? What is it looking like for you these days? <laughs> Grace and I were joking yesterday because I was like, I think I'm just really bad at self-care. <laughs> I was like, I think just like this conversation, I'm like, really, like, I I realize I need to be better about self-care. But, you know, I think going back to what you said, the shower is like my self-care. I think that, you know, finding those moments of being alone as a parent mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of self-care. I'm like, oh, I went to the bathroom. And to Grace's point, thinking about self-care as a business owner and like, what can we be doing, you know, because we spend so much of our time at work and at Stork and thinking about Stork. I think Grace and I have tried to make Stork a place where we would want to work and where hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, other, other people want to work. And I think part of that, you know, to Grace's point is like being flexible and how can we like extend, you know, the idea of self-care that like into the work day. So like we are really flexible, you know, we were talking to one of the people we work with and she used to work at a company, a much larger company. And then she came to Stork and she was saying that actually she doesn't have kids. And she was saying, 
I actually really love working with parents. Like I had no idea that that was a thing, but now that I'm like at this company that's being led by two parents, I realize that that has changed a lot of the way that I work and a lot of the way that like our work day is. Like she knows mm-hmm. that I'm walking out of the door every day at 5.30 and that's non-negotiable. And I'm like, mm. that is like something that like we have set in stone as a boundary because I want to be home to have a couple hours with my kids before they go to bed. And so yeah. I think that, you know, kind of having Grace's point, the boundaries around that so that like I know and everybody knows that like from 5.30 to 7.30, it is like, I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm not going to be on the slack. Like that's time that I've like carved out of my day to be fully present with my kids. And I think that's something that's been, you know, there's a lot of intensity around running your own business. And in a way it feels like you can never escape (laughs) because you're always like worrying about it succeeding and there's all these challenges and it's really hard to turn off your brain. But I think carving out for me sometimes when I'm just not in that mindset and I have that boundary is, is something that I've tried to do to, you know, get better at self-care, but I think there's still probably more that I can do. We participate in self-care through not doing our work for certain times of the day. <laughs> Turning off our and work that's a win. Tiny, tiny bit. There you go. That's a win. That is a win. Um, Before we wrap up, I definitely want to talk about something that I noticed with you guys last year that really made me happy, seeing different women in the store clothing, Black women, white women, Asian women and their babies and moms with tattoos and moms who were plus size and moms who were small. And I just really want to talk about why it felt important to include a little bit of everyone on Stork's website and also what that meant for you guys as as mothers and business owners being able to see diversity in this marketplace that is normally not very diverse. When we started, we were so focused on making sure that what we produced was appealing to a fashion consumer. We were like, oh, Mm. nobody takes this market seriously. And these women, you know, they have to show up at work or wherever every single day and, you know, still feel like they look like themselves. So we were like, we need to hire a model. Of course, we have always used only pregnant ladies, but at first we didn't realize that was not a given that many Mm -hmm. times the women you're looking at are not even pregnant. So as a baseline, We've always used pregnant lady, but we were like, oh, we need a model. So we used a model the first time. And going back to what we were saying about community, is like we definitely heard from people <laughs> that, you know, they wanted a more realistic representation. And mm-hmm. as we evolved as a company, it just started seeming like oppressively obvious that the lack of representation across the whole retail industry, but particularly in maternity, there just was nothing that felt like it looked like real people and real pregnant ladies and real nursing moms. So it just started to like really oppress us that we didn't like, we weren't living up to our potential in that realm. So go ahead. Yeah. Oh, and I think that like one thing that we heard and, you know, going back to this idea of community is that motherhood can sometimes feel really isolating and alienating and like one of our values and it's been a core value since we started the company is like we want to be a big tent for all different types of parents and so that like whether you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding like 
you feel comfortable interacting with us a brand with us as a brand and being part of our community you know like whether you know we expanded our size range so whether you're a size zero or you're a size 26 like you can come and like sit with us at the stork table and I think mm-hmm. that we really wanted to live up to that in our visual imagery as Grace said a lot of brands which is frankly insane to me don't even use real pregnant ladies and so when you're being bombarded with imagery of like these thin perfect bodies that aren't actually undergoing any of the things that pregnant bodies are undergoing like that feels even crazier in this context and so thinking about you know how do we show like pregnant bodies are beautiful and they're doing all sorts of like amazing things and clothes are going to fit very differently on a real pregnant body and on you know mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how different like we'll get like one of our shoots we had three women who were all 24 weeks and their bodies all looked completely different in the clothing and it was like kind of a magical cool moment to see like oh my gosh everyone's body does something different in this moment and like how can we make clothes that like accommodate all of those different like outcomes and that was like really special to us and I think that we like we did that one shoot and then we said like okay going forward like this is a core value for us this is something that you know we need to live and the reaction from our community was overwhelmingly positive and exciting and Mm -hmm. I think it it was something really important that we needed to do uh, and to live. I was so excited when I saw that. I was just like, this is why I'm a customer. Because it just feels good to know that people behind these businesses are paying attention and are trying their best to represent everyone, especially when it comes to being a pregnant person and like all the different changes we go through and just not nothing fitting, right? And I think what really gets me about Stork that just keeps me coming back postpartum is everything is comfortable, everything is well-made, and everything fits. And if I'm unsure about a size, I've reached out to you guys directly and have had the best customer service the best recommendations, and you really feel like you're getting a personalized experience. So with all of that being said, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing in the maternity space, in the postpartum space, and as a small business and a growing business, how you're really shifting the narrative of what it is to be in the quote-unquote maternity industry, because y'all are, are killing it. And I I love it. I will forever love it as long as I keep having babies. Oh, thank you. I'm like getting cherry eyed. I'm like, oh, this is like oh. what makes it all worth it. Like knowing that Stork works for women that we admire, like is just the best feeling. And like when we have conversations like this, I think it just really uh, like makes me all cheery. Thank you for <laughs> noticing us. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You're this welcome. This is my self-care. <laughs> this conversation. Right. <laughs> knowing, Getting. knowing this is my self-care. Oh, that makes me happy. And, you know, just want to give praise where it's due. And that's, you know, why I have this show, just side note, to be able to highlight the women I admire and the brands I admire and people who have a story to tell and who have something to say. Um, and if I can share and use this platform as a way to get everyone to know about things that I love and can vouch for, I shall do that. So that's what I try to do. That's my self-care too. (laughs) Building community through this. this. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Okay. So before we wrap up, if you could tell your previous self, 
before you started stork something, what would you tell that person? Because Grace was like, ugh, maternity, and now like stork is the bomb.com. <laughs> and Courtney wasn't sure how to even get started, and now you're here. So what encouragement would you give your former self before stepping into stork? Oof. Grace, you want to start? <laughs> um, I would tell myself to be prepared for very misogynistic factory owners on the production side. Stand up for yourself. And I think that if we had known to stand up for ourselves in the production world earlier on, we could have just like cut some roadblocks out of the way sooner. But I mean, that just is how production operates. So be prepared for that. Feel yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oof, there's like so many things I would tell myself and then also not tell myself because I feel like if I knew anything about what we were undertaking, I might have never done it. I think there's, I mean, there's been so many things that we've learned. Like, I feel like we could, it's been like amazing. Like, the learning curve has been wild for running this mm -hmm. business. But I think at a fundamental level, like trusting Grace and I, trusting our instincts, like a lot of our original hypotheses were like spot on. And I think there have been times when we've got off course and we haven't followed our heart. And, and that's been the times when things have been hardest or like haven't worked when we kind of strayed from like our original ideas and our original, like what we kind of knew in our heart was right for this brand. When we kind of like looked around, you know, at what other people were doing and kind of let that guide our path instead of guiding it ourselves. Trust your heart, trust your instincts. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. Hey Girl Podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.